What is QAnon? Is it a threat to our democracy? And is it too late to stop it? Hi, I'm Peter Kafka, and you're listening to Recode Daily. I'm here with my colleague, senior Recode reporter Shereen Ghaffari, who's been following QAnon, its effect on the election, concerns a lot of people have about it. She's going to explain all of that to us right now. Welcome, Shereen. Thanks. Before we get started, can you briefly explain QAnon and what it is? I think a lot of people may have heard about it, but may not fully understand sort of the idea we're talking about. Sure. Yeah. So it's hard to describe, but basically QAnon is a conspiracy theory. And its central belief is that there's a secret cabal of liberal Satan-worshipping elites who are running a child sex trafficking ring. And that President Trump is going to uncover this cabal and all its members in a coming revolutionary change called the storm. So that's a lot. There's clearly no evidence for any of this. And these claims sound pretty wild when you first hear them. How many people are actively following or engaged in QAnon? So there's no exact number, of course, but we do have some good estimates of how many social media followers are out there. Uh, an August report by The Guardian found that the top 170 Facebook groups have 4.5 million followers total. Facebook's own internal report per NBC, NBC did a report on this, found that the top 10 Facebook groups had over 1 million followers just in those top 10. And there are you know, thousands, if not likely millions more followers on Twitter and YouTube. It's hard to know how much overlap there is between all of this, but it is definitely a very widespread conspiracy theory with millions of active social media followers. So I remember uh, Roseanne Barr, the comedian, was tweeting QAnon-inflected stuff a couple years ago. Uh, you'd hear about QAnon periodically for the last couple of years. It seems to have exploded this year. What, what accounts for that? A lot of things. I mean, I think, first of all, we're in the middle of a period of kind of unparalleled uncertainty uh, right now with a global pandemic, a very important presidential and congressional election. There is so much that's just unknown and people have a lot of time on their hands so it's kind of like a, just a ripe environment for conspiracy theories to thrive. And just the viral nature of how information can spread online has allowed QAnon to gain followers very, very quickly. So we're used to the idea that, that big platforms like Facebook and YouTube and Twitter are, are rife with misinformation. It's very easy to intentionally uh, manipulate people using them. And the platforms themselves, sort of, especially after the last election, have taken efforts to sort of stamp out egregious misinformation. How are they responding to QAnon? So for years, the major platforms did not really do anything about QAnon. Um, and in the past two, three years, there have been more and more calls for them to crack down. And finally, this summer, we did see that. So Facebook and Twitter uh, in August and September both expanded their policies against violent groups and misinformation to kind of wipe out um, thousands of groups on these, on these platforms. But QAnon's still alive and well on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. Um, they just kind of took the most extreme groups down and they're trying to limit the growth of it, they say. But uh, in practice, that's proven something that they have, you know, they just haven't been able to do. It's still growing like wildfire on these platforms. So you've gone ahead and done your own sort of simple test to figure out how well Facebook and Twitter have done um, at eradicating QAnon from their platform. How did that test work and how did it go? 
So what I did is I started a, a new Facebook account. And and the reason that's important, right, is you're starting out with no information. Facebook shouldn't know anything about you. It's not it's not surfacing anything based on any signals you've given it in the past. Exactly. And, you know, all I did, I just put a simple search. Let's just say I'm someone who's heard about QAnon. I heard it may be kind of crazy. I heard maybe there's some truth to it. I, I just searched QAnon in the search bar right on top of Facebook. The first three results were good. They were, you know, reputable news articles about QAnon from CNN, USA Today, and The Hill. But after that, it started to go down the Q rabbit hole. And I was pointed to flat out QAnon propaganda. One of the first accounts that was that Facebook recommended to me was this group where you could find conspiracy theories about adrenochrome, which is a chemical compound that QAnon followers crazily believe that, that people are extracting from young children. Uh, and they believe people like Hillary Clinton are out there trying to, to you know, take this, this uh, chemical to, to become forever young. And I mean, it's just nuts. It's not even scientifically sound, even if someone wanted to do this. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that I was seeing right away. And, and what do Facebook and Twitter and YouTube say when you ask them about their efforts to get this off the platform? In the past, they've had some success, uh, particularly around ISIS, around getting sort of the most grotesque you know, beheading videos and other atrocities um, off of their pages. What do they say about their efforts to, to stamp out QAnon? I mean, look, first of all, I'll say also, it's, as you bring up, it's not just Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. If you search for it, you can find that same kind of content. And when I talked to the platforms about it, they said, look, we have just started really cracking down and uh, we're trying here, but we can't catch everything. And also there's a needle they're trying to thread because they haven't banned any discussion of QAnon. Facebook has long espoused this commitment to protecting people, this idea of freedom of speech online. Um, it, only if it meets kind of the strictest terms of, of hate speech will Facebook actually take something down. What is worrisome about QAnon that, that's prompting the platforms to crack down on this? Why are we having this conversation? What's wrong with people having a, a delusional belief system? I think that, first of all, QAnon has inspired real-life violence, like, um, you know, murder, arson, et cetera. So that, that's, a, that's a real problem. I mean, it is it should be treated as an extremist uh, conspiracy group. And then second, I think that just how quickly QAnon has grown um, and how much people get sucked into this wormhole where they're spending, I mean, I talked to sources who were spending hours a day or their family members were spending hours a day uh, on QAnon, eight hours sometimes, just trying to follow the breadcrumbs, trying to piece together uh, in a way that, you know, if someone believes in a religion, they're probably not spending all day, every day trying to take down other people in the name of that religion, right? Um, so I think that that is what is very concerning about QAnon. And we've been referencing uh, politics and the election. Where does QAnon intersect with, with the election coming up in November? Oh, it, there is a big intersection there because this is fundamentally a movement that thinks that Donald Trump is the savior. And the only people who are the targets of their hate are really uh, liberals or people connected to liberals. So any kind of piece of misinformation that is 
out there relating to Democrats like Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi, you bet QAnon supporters are either at the start of it or they're out there retweeting and resharing and posting to Facebook groups. President Trump was asked about QAnon earlier in, in, in the summer, and he said, basically, he said he welcomed support from, from them. He didn't know much about them. He's explicitly endorsed Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, who is now running unopposed as a House representative, I think, in Georgia. Is that correct? Yes, the Georgia. State? And she is an active QAnon sort of spreader. So it seems likely we'll have at least one member of Congress come next year uh, who is a QAnon supporter. Is there any way this this gets slowed down or unwound? It seems like it's going to accelerate. Pence has come out and said, you know, he doesn't believe in conspiracy theories like QAnon. But on the other hand, Trump has kind of tacitly supported it. He's never made such a statement outright condemning QAnon, even though he's been asked to and had many occasions to do that. Um, his son has promoted QAnon stuff on his personal social media accounts. Trump himself has retweeted QAnon followers uh, hundreds of times. And you'll see you'll see people holding Q, Q signs at his rallies. Um, he's certainly not discouraging that. I mean, make no mistake, QAnon is a now a base of support for the Trump campaign, whether they like it or not. But all signs seem to say that at least from Trump himself, he's not discouraging it, even if Pence may make a statement or even if some Republican Party members may. If the if the you know window of acceptability is changing in mainstream Republican politics, it makes it harder for Facebook or Twitter to say we're not going to accept this, even if one of the two major parties in U.S. politics accepts it. So I think there's a lot of honest on the Republican Party to come out and more strongly condemn this, uh, and we'll see. Shereen, thank you for your work. Thanks for having me, Peter. You can read all of Shereen's work over at Vox.com/slash/recode.